What will the future of real estate look like? Is conventional real estate dying? Join us while we dive into conversations to explore that very question and attempt to demystify current and potentially new real estate trends with the disruptors themselves. Hey, Don. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much. I'm so so excited to chat a little bit with you. Before we get started, though, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Dawn Heron Mazer. I'm a realtor in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Um, I've been in real estate since 2015, so just past the seven-year mark. I have two little boys and a husband, and I play in a bagpipe band. How do you get into a bagpipe band? (laughs) Yeah, so I'm a drummer. I can't take credit for playing the bagpipes. They're as hard as they look. But I started playing in a bagpipe band in cadets as like a young child. And I've just continued to do it. I just love it. So that's my weird fact. (laughs) Hey, I love it. It's a good weird fact. Um, How did you get in real estate then? I was working in the automotive industry back in 2014. And I had what I thought was my dream job at the time. Mm -hmm. And my boss, he was a little bit demanding. He wanted me to work on Sunday nights. And I was like, you know what? I have a family. I'm not Mm going to work on Sunday nights, which is really funny because obviously now as a realtor, I work every day. Um, But (laughs) details, details. (laughs) Exactly. It was one of those things that it was just like, you know what? If somebody is going to be this demanding of me, I want it to be kind of on my own terms. So I quit that job with nothing else lined up. It was very scary. Yeah. It's weird because real estate was always in the back of my mind as something that I would have liked to do for a job. My mom and dad moved around a lot growing up. My dad was in the military. And so I'd been exposed to a lot of different real estate advisors and they'd actually just recently sold their house in BC with an agent there that did not do the greatest job. And there was so many times throughout that transaction that I was just like, you know, okay, this is interesting. I feel like if I did this job, I might do it a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. So when I quit and I didn't have anything else lined up, it kind of came back and it was like something that was just like, okay, if I don't do this now, I feel like I'm never going to do it. So I signed up. I got my license. It was funny actually, because I found this test online and it was about like, oh, would you be a good realtor? What like a personality like. test or something? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So I took the personality test and I expected at the end, it would be like, yes, be a realtor or <laughs> no, you would be terrible. And at the end, there was no sort of like conclusion to it. And then a couple of days you later, didn't I didn't pay for this. Did you, you didn't pay no. for the test? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Free test. Um, but a couple of days later, I got a call from a broker of a Royal page branch here in Calgary. And she'd asked me to come in and meet with her. And I was like, Oh, okay, sure. Did you know this broker or how did that? No, I know. Oh, I didn't no know way. her. Turns okay. out it was affiliated with this test. So uh, that was kind of their like recruiting test. Mm-hmm. Um, Clever. And so And it's very clever, actually. I went in to meet her and she was just wonderful. And so we had such a good conversation. And then it was like, okay, I'm going to go get my license. And I did that. And when I was done, I went straight back there and I started working as one of her agents immediately because she was just so wonderful. It took me a little bit longer than I'd hoped to do the course. I took a year to get it done. And in that time I got married and did all Mm -hmm. that kind of fun stuff. Life happened, you know? Just all the life things. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, I started in July of 2015. So uh, I'm really curious in the whole premise of this podcast, as you know, is, you know, what's changing, what's 
staying the same. Like, so in your opinion, I mean, seven years is a long time and technology, and there's been so many disruptors, uh, in your opinion, what's changed the most? you know, in my mind, it just comes to it as social media. Because when I first started, you know, I had an Instagram account and I started on social media right away, but it was different in the sense that back then, obviously it was a picture-based platform and you could just post your just sold and you're just listed and that kind of stuff. Do you think people like the, do you think like clients, prospective clients, the, the general population, do you think people like seeing just sold? just listed or so, like, what's your real thoughts on that? <laughs> so I go back and forth because sometimes it does feel like very braggadocious and like braggadocious. Ooh, what good I'm word. Doing. I'm going to urban dictionary that later, but <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, sometimes it does feel that way. And it kind of makes me feel a little insecure about doing those posts. However, when I sell a home for my clients, and now I think because I've been doing them for quite some time, they look forward to it. Oh, so, so you they are like your clients that you're selling for. Yes, look forward they're, to oh, they okay. get excited to see like that sold and they're like, mm-hmm. oh yes, that's our house, you know? So okay. I even have people that message me after the transaction and Unfortunately, I'm not as quick as I would like to be with getting those up. And yeah. so sometimes it's a couple of days and they're like, hey, is our just sold coming out soon? Oh, and they're looking forward to it. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes as much as it's tricky because is it just for me or is it just for mm-hmm. them? You know, I don't know, but I know that they like doing it. And at the end of the day, my main priority in this business is always my clients. Yeah. And if that's something that they like seeing and they get excited for, mm-hmm. then part of me is kind of like, you know what, if other people don't like it, you know, I'm not made for everybody. And so if you don't like me because I put a just sold or just listed post up, well, you know, we're probably not a good fit anyways. And so I love that. I love that because it's kind of like dating. Like I always use the dating analogy, right? Like it's not going to be right for everyone. And the other thing I like to say is when you see something online, (laughs) it may not be like that in real life, just like online dating, right? Like there's Mm -hmm. filters folks that right out may or may not be true. That guy is not six foot three. I'll tell you that, (laughs) you know, so it's interesting. It's a good perspective. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're so right about that too, right? Is that not everything is what it seems for sure. Mm -hmm. And I have that conversation with my clients a lot about, you know, this is relationship based and it needs to be a good fit because you need to feel comfortable kind of bringing up any possible concerns or, or anything you need as the client, you want to feel comfortable being able to ask that of your agent. And so you're right. It's very relationship based Mm -hmm. and yeah, we're just all kind of trying to do what our clients, what their expectations are. I've noticed you've increased your video. Is that part of the whole social media transition that you were talking about? How it was more photo base and now it's Mm -hmm. evolving. Yeah. It's interesting too, because I don't really know if this has to do with a follower count mentality, Mm -hmm. but I feel like social media is definitely becoming more of a search engine aspect versus back then. I don't feel like you were going to Instagram to find your realtor. And now I think there's a good possibility that that might be (laughs) how you get connected with your agent. Mm -hmm. Right. So I feel like that's a big change in it as well, despite the fact that it was just, you know, photos, static photos. And here's this we're evolving and and video does do that. Right. I Mm -hmm. feel like video, you watch somebody on stories enough or you watch their videos that they put out. And when you talk to them face to face, you're Mm -hmm. kind of already like, I feel like I know Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. You get a feel for them. Hey. 
totally. So for me, I'm trying to put myself out there more and be on video. It's still super anxiety inducing, oh self-conscious. God. I yeah, know I have PTSD. I've tried it a couple of times. I'm like, okay, you know what? This is not for me. <laughs> it's hard, right? And you just yeah. like, you just have to submit and then kind of walk away from your phone sometimes mm-hmm. because the reality is, is that, well, I mean, not every video is going to do great and that's okay. And maybe none of them do great until, you know, you've been doing it for a little while. And so I feel like you just have to put yourself out there and keep going. But yes, that Mm -hmm. is a big part of why I have more of a video presence now, just Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to kind of build that connection with people prior to them getting to know me. And also, like you said about relationships, I want them to have an idea of who I'm like, Mm -hmm. so we can tell, are we going to be a good fit or are we not? I don't want to waste a lot of time. Exactly. Yeah. I don't Mm -hmm. want to waste yours and you don't want to waste mine either. Right. Like let's all just work with somebody that is a good fit for us. I was just going to say there, there will be somebody else that is a way better fit. If we're not a good fit, I may know somebody that can help you or you'll just haphazardly stumble upon them. And that's perfect too. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's cool. And um, I'm really excited about your YouTube channel. Thank you. Thank you. It's just in its early stages. I'm Mm -hmm. very excited. I've kind of started with YouTube shorts. You know, the amount of information on the internet is overwhelming in terms of you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And as a realtor, I think, A big difference too is from getting into the industry. I think you think your job is like selling homes Mm -hmm. and that's essentially it. And I just posted my first video where it's a property tour. And in the beginning, I do a bit of an intro and I was so nervous to do Mm -hmm. this intro. And my husband was like, it's so weird that that's your job. Like you have to now be on video. And I'm like, it is weird because the premise of my job is helping people buy and sell houses. But Mm -hmm. now it also feels like it's also, you know, being in front of a camera and having these skills that I didn't typically have, you know what I mean? They're not, (laughs) they're not natural skills for me by any means. So it's all kind of a part of, I guess, building this brand and trying to have that exposure on all aspects. I think you, you just hit like a really interesting point is you're not just selling real estate though. And you're not just a realtor, right? You're building a brand. There's so much more to it. I actually feel like we could go on and on about this. I think as much as people think they understand real estate and the transactions and the relationships with an agent, nobody knows shit, you know, like, (laughs) and you know, frankly, nor did I, when I bought my first condo, like I didn't understand how fees work. I didn't understand all the fees too that the agents pay. I didn't mm-hmm. understand that they're in charge of their own marketing and they're essentially their own assistant and the coordination and they need an accountant, like all of the, like you're a small business. It's not yeah. just done selling some homes. It's, there's a lot more to it. It's very fascinating. Yeah, there really is. And I think that's why sometimes, you know, the age old debate of like, do mm-hmm. realtors make too much money, right? Oh God. It's like, <laughs> You really want to get into it and break it down. Like how many Mm -hmm. houses do I need to sell in a year? Just to, first of all, break even, let alone the fact that like you pay splits off of all of that. Like you said, business Mm -hmm. expenses, there's so much that go into it. And then the amount of time that we put in and work we do for free. And sometimes Mm -hmm. there's a payday at the end of it. And that's wonderful. But Mm -hmm. a lot of times too, it's not not guaranteed and there's no payday associated with it. Mm -hmm. So when you break it down too, when they're like, oh, how much did you get paid? I mean, some deals, sure. Maybe I get lucky and I get paid like a lawyer's wage. Right. And that's 
incredible. But then mm-hmm. some, I, you know, my hourly wages, essentially when I was working at McDonald's, I'm making the same amount because I yeah. spent a lot of time with these people. So mm-hmm. it's tricky when kind of people bring that in, in terms of, yeah, like they just don't know exactly mm-hmm. where all the pieces of the pie go when we end up getting paid. Okay. So another thing I really wanted to talk to you about today, because one time when we were chatting, you were telling me a little bit about your crypto endeavors. I'm so fascinated by it. I just think it's like this black hole that people are kind of embarrassed to talk about because nobody's super well-versed. I mean, obviously there's a few people, but for the mass gen pop, most of us are curious, but don't know like first step. So like First of all, how did you even get into it? And can you explain at a high level, like what some of the process might be for anybody listening that may want to buy their first little Bitcoin or Shibu or whatever? (laughs) Sure. So I have been very interested in cryptocurrency for a long time. And I feel like there was a lot of analysis paralysis. I waited on the Mm -hmm. sidelines for such a long time, kind of not really knowing when to buy in. And so Bitcoin in itself, you have to almost go down this rabbit hole of information. It kind of sucks you in. There's so much to learn. I think this cryptocurrency, essentially, like if we compare it to our fiat money, which is, you know, like your Canadian or American Mm -hmm. currency, I mean, that's specific to that country. So cryptocurrency is a way of exchange for the world. So I think the thing that really attracted me to it was essentially the scarcity of it. Like right now, our government can dictate the value of our money fairly easily, right? Like we saw during COVID, you know, obviously the government was giving stimulus checks and all this kind of stuff, right? Which is really beneficial for a lot of the people that were unable to work, but it devalues our currency because it's not scarce at all. And now we're kind of feeling the pains of that though, right? Exactly. And now we're in this like near hyperinflation situation, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I think the scarcity is kind of what drew me in. You know, there's only ever going to be 21 million Bitcoin mined. And so like how I learned about it was going through, there's so many podcasts out there Mm -hmm. and One I actually really like is called Coin Stories. The host goes through, I love it because Mm -hmm. she kind of talks about with her guests who are very high level, like really into Bitcoin. She goes through, you know, their upbringing until now and how they got into Bitcoin. And I just find all the stories super fascinating. That's a really good one. And then obviously, you know, the podcast is about Bitcoin as well. And the Bitcoin Standard, that's a really good book. It's a little dry, but you know what? (laughs) Get through it. You'll certainly learn a lot. But I just think, you know, for any anybody interested in investing in cryptocurrency, I would start there and learn as much as you can. It's tricky too, because I feel like in a bear market, people don't want to be like, yeah, I invest in crypto because Mm -hmm. right now, you know, the price is down quite a bit. I think it was, you know, 23,000 last time I checked, right? Per Bitcoin. When you think about it in terms of relativity and like, had you invested even back in, you know, 2011, you would still be way up from then. So that's great. Right. But I think too, you know, in a bull market, everybody wants to talk about Bitcoin. And in a bear market, everybody's a little bit like, well, it's kind of weird. But I think at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. you have to understand that it is a volatile asset, but the adoption rate of Bitcoin has been far quicker than even the adoption rate of the internet. And then Mm -hmm. I look at- Oh, fascinating. Yeah, it's wild. And I I look at like Gen Mm -hmm. Z, right? Some of these kids in this- you know, generation following ours are earning more money through the internet nowadays that we could even like, Oh my gosh, I know even imagine. So 
for my thought process is that like, that is the way that the world is going. Also, you think about places like even Ukraine, right? Mm -hmm. If you were to have to flee Ukraine, what could you bring with you? Right. You think about all these war torn countries. And if you had to, you know, leave Russia in the nineties or whatever that looked like, what could you bring with you? What you could essentially carry? You couldn't transfer all of your money out of the country. And it's so easy to close down something that's regulated and managed too by, Mm -hmm. and now like Bitcoin would be your safe haven for that. Right. As long as you could bring your codes and stuff, your, (laughs) Oh yeah. For your wallet, your digital wallet, you had your passwords and everything. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. So all of that stuff you want to keep safe. I still feel like I have so much to learn. Mm-hmm. I started investing just through Coinbase, which I know yeah. the fees are a little bit high, but that's a great place to start if you're just kind of wanting to get in. And now's a great time because it's yeah. prices significantly low than it was last year at the all-time high of like $64,000 or something like that. So if you're interested mm-hmm. <laughs> now and in the next little while, I think is a great time to dollar cost average in, which kind of means like buying a small amount you know, every day, every week, whatever that looks like is feasible for you. It doesn't mean you need to go and buy a thousand dollars worth at a time kind Mm -hmm. of thing, but you can do that. And it's a great time to kind of spend a little bit at a time to collect your Satoshis and go from there. Maybe one day you'll have one full Bitcoin. One full Bitcoin. I'm going to be Googling Satoshi. (laughs) You you can Google stack and sat. (laughs) There we go. Homework. Thank you for that. (laughs) I hope it helped. Yeah. I mean, it does. And I do think, you know, it does tie back into real estate, the whole idea of crypto and there's lots of dialogue and in the States and more progressive places too, of where crypto is actually being used to not only buy stuff in the metaverse, but also physical assets here. And, you know, I'll call it real world. So I'm really fascinated by it. So that was like helpful. And we'll link those two podcasts that you mentioned as well, yeah, because yeah, I know absolutely. that I'll be doing my homework later. Good and luck. I'm, it's a rabbit hole. <laughs> oh gosh. I know everything is a big black hole. And luckily, you know, as moms, we have so much free time, with all the research. So <laughs> <laughs> thankfully yeah. as realtors, we're in our car a lot. So podcasts that are your true. friend. Yeah, that is true. That's one benefit of our office being our vehicles. <laughs> So that kind of is a good parlay into, in your opinion, what do you think is going to be the biggest disruptor in the next five, 10 years? Obviously we've been seeing stuff happen way faster than that. Even if we just take Instagram versus TikTok, for instance, or YouTube now has the short videos as well as the long videos. So things are actually moving way faster, but let's pretend it would actually take, you know, five-ish years for something radical to change. What do you think that could be? You know what? It's hard because I feel like anybody should kind of be always thinking like, can my job be automated? And it's something that, yeah, like it's something that I've thought of too, because can real estate advisors, Mm -hmm. can our positions become automated? It's one of those things that I guess leaves us trying to always prove our value and make sure that we are essential for our clients. And, you know, the more I think about that, I always come back to the fact that it is one of the most expensive assets you'll ever own. And is that something that you would likely leave to, I don't want to say in the hands of a robot. I was going to say a robot computer. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Is that something that you would leave to, Mm -hmm. you know, an automated process? And there's such an, a personal aspect to our jobs and to dealing yeah. with people. Not only that, but- You can't call up the robot in the middle of the night or text no. them first thing in the morning, which not that that ever happens, but you know, of course. 
but they can't, you know, they can't give you the pros and cons, right? Like real estate is so every situation has a pro and a con Mm -hmm. and you have to determine which is going to be, you know, the best move because there could be a lot of pros on each side too. Oh, it's always kind of a a mind game. Like I say to my clients too, like we want to hold our cards close as if Mm -hmm. it's a poker game, right? Because there's always a lot of bluffing going on, right? And Mm -hmm. I think there's so many personal aspects of that, that I don't know if real estate advisors will be replaced, if you will, Mm -hmm. even just honestly coming straight down to like, if you're a seller, do you want unguided strangers through your home? I know I personally would feel a little bit more comfortable knowing that as a realtor, you know, there's a lot of rules and regulations in place to ensure that you Mm -hmm. are a doing right by everybody, protecting people's assets, all that kind of stuff. But just that also too, like, it's just the advice piece, you know, Mm -hmm. there's so many times trusted advisor, if you will. Absolutely. There's so many times I work with clients where, you know, they say they want one thing, And then Mm -hmm. that kind of slowly evolves through the transaction and it kind of ends up in something a little bit different. And then sometimes Mm -hmm. I need to remind them too of something that was, you know, really important to them. And we kind of go back to that as well. So I don't see it changing with that regard, but Mm -hmm. I do feel like now, if you are a real estate advisor, you know, I use that word interchangeably with agent, Mm -hmm. if you will. But if you are a real estate advisor, I feel like you have to be on video. Like that's a non-negotiable. That needs to be something you're doing. I know. (laughs) I know. And and it's it's tough too, because to be honest, I'm not the most consistent person with um, Mm -hmm. social media either and and video and all that kind of stuff. Like it's all something we're all kind of working at and working to be better at. But I think that is something that people are expecting of you, right? Like to be honest, even with the pandemic, everything that happened, I know right before the pandemic, I had started doing virtual tours, but come pandemic time, I mean, if you didn't have a virtual tour, you were dead Mm -hmm. in the water. I mean, I can't tell you how many houses I sold sight unseen last year where the buyers hadn't even been in the house. They'd never stepped foot in That is so wild. Don't you find that wild? Because going back to something you said earlier, this is the largest transaction most people make. And they haven't even looked at it in real life. And they trust Mm -hmm. a virtual tour Mm -hmm. and, or, you know, me with my iPhone, uh, (laughs) you know, the best guide. Right. And I think that's another aspect with the person to person contact too, is that Mm -hmm. I'm going there looking for the smallest, tiny details to point out to them as well. If they're in a situation where they're buying without having been able to preview the house first in person. Mm -hmm. So I do think, you know, technology is just going to continue to advance. Like I've spoken with many realtors where, you know, they used to carry around a pocket full of dimes and nickels oh to go around gosh. and get their phone, the payphone and they'd get this book delivered to their office every day or maybe every week with the list. Can you imagine? Oh my gosh. No, thank you. I feel like we've got it so easy, right? We have the system set up on our phone. We just send a showing request and then we access them using facial recognition to access Mm -hmm. a lockbox. Like already things have come so far. Like when Mm -hmm. I first started, we didn't have that app or the lockbox. That's in seven years. That's just seven years. Wow. Actually, I was opening a lockbox the other day. This must have been a while back now because I was wearing a mask and I had to take my mask down. And I was like, oh, sorry. And I said, it's got to scan my face to let us in. And the client was kind of like laughed. Then after I was like, oh, no, like it's the app. And it, you know, scans your face, just like opening your phone. Well, they didn't believe you. No, we thought I was oh, joking. Oh my God. And I was okay. like, no, I'm being serious. <laughs> wow. Like that's how we access the lock boxes, right? Which should yeah. also help you feel a little bit more secure too about totally. this. Totally. That's 100%. You know, 
as soon as somebody accesses it now and has the keys to your house, the other agent gets a notification, like mm-hmm. here's who's showing your house, right? Yeah. There's an so, audit functionality, which is great peace of mind. Yeah. So like, I'm super excited to see where the technology goes mm-hmm. with the real estate industry, even in the next five years. Cause like I said, that's where we've come just in the last seven, right? Oh, sorry. I shouldn't say the payphone to now, was the last seven. <laughs> but the facial recognition on the app, the facial yeah. recognition is new. I wish I had the crystal mm-hmm. ball um, oh, to we know all? exactly. <laughs> I'd certainly be investing more in real estate and lottery tickets if I did. I'm just mm-hmm. as curious as the next one to see, I think where it's going. I think, you know, video is obviously the next way. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see what's going to happen with this metaverse because what I'm thinking will be a next step is mm-hmm. that you can put on your virtual reality goggles, your Oculus 2, and tour around a house yeah. as if you're in person. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a possibility, but I think Ooh. it would be pretty cool. Yeah, like merging real life and the metaverse into one. Totally. Oh, I love that. And I think I think it's got to happen. Right? I saw um, they had those mm-hmm. like virtual reality glasses mm-hmm. and you just put them on. I think it's a little less cumbersome than the, the Oculus. Like that, if you could Neat. put on a pair of glasses yeah. and then look through a house, even just to know if I want to go see that house in person or if it's yeah, off see, Oh my gosh, think of the time that that would save everyone. All right, yeah. start building that, Don. Let's go. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> I love it. This has been incredible. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your knowledge and your humor with us. If people want to find out more about you or check out your YouTube, where, where can they go? My YouTube channel, you can just look up Don Heron Mazer, Calgary Realtor. Spell Mazer. <laughs> Mazer, M-A-S, like Sam, E-R. Perfect. Um, or you can find me on Instagram at Realtor Don YYC. Well, thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll be chatting again very soon. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Don. Bye. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for joining the conversation and exploring both current and predicted future real estate trends. Want to keep the conversation going? You can find us, Future RE, on both Instagram and TikTok.